Where it went south for me was uh, once I was awarded, I had a knock on my door and I was served by the sheriff and was served a five-day eviction notice. So that's where, for me, the ERAP program went downhill and I thought to myself, I should have borrowed the money. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. You guys, this is one of those episodes where I kind of caught wind of a situation and thought to myself, hmm, that would be interesting to talk about, get more perspectives, bring more awareness to the problems, and of course, help our listening audience. Due to the impact of the pandemic, there have been a lot of programs that we have seen come out over the last couple of years. One that you've heard us talk about before on the show, the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, which was set out to help business owners keep their employees through the pandemic, right? That's something that we've had experience with at New Scooters Plus, and I know a lot of my other business friends out there, a lot of you guys that have been listeners have had that PPP program. Uh, Well, another program that was set up is called ERAP, the Emergency Rental Assistance Program, which is a federal grant intended to assist households who are unable to pay or are having difficulty paying rent and or utilities due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, I've invited Carrie Sadis, a tenant that applied for these funds and has had some trouble with the program, to come in and talk about her situation. We also have invited Samantha Gaddis from Contemporary Management Concepts, who I'll be very clear is not Carrie's landlord, but is a local property management company that has lots of experience with this new emergency rental assistance program to shed some light on what landlords have had to deal with as it pertains to this program. That was a mouthful, but I wanted to make sure that we got a very clear introduction for these two. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So, um, before we kind of get into the discussion, just kind of let's just introduce you to our audience really quick. Like, who are you? How long you've been in Gainesville? What do you do? Job titles, that kind of stuff. So, my name is Samantha Gaddis. I work in accounts receivable at Contemporary Management. Um, I've worked for the company about seven and a half years. I've been in Gainesville the same amount of time, um, and excited to share, you know, what's going on and how you can get help if you need some. Right, cool. Hi, my name is Carrie Sadis, and I have been in Gainesville for 26 years. It's a long time, Carrie. (laughs) It is a long time. And I... My actual work that I do on a day job is a research administrator. I work for uh, the Medicare coverage analysis, so I look at clinical trials and really deciding how the federal funds will be used in those clinical trials and what's going to be paid for and what will not be. So a little bit of the legislature behind that, which is sort of what got me interested in understanding more about the ERAP program, even though I was a tenant with it. Okay, cool. So the way I kind of like understand the program so far is that it's very similar to like what the PPP was for businesses, but very specific, but specifically for individuals or households um, to help them, you know, with their, with making rent, right? Because a lot of people just lost income because of the pandemic, a lot of jobs were lost, Um, you know, businesses went on pause. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy time. So did this kind of, and actually I'll start with, with Sam. Sam, did this like really start, you know, right when the PPP stuff happened, which I, if I can recall, I feel like it was like right around, you know, April of 2020 is when I started applying for the first PPP loans. Like, did this program kind of come around the same time or was it later or can you? Not quite that long. Um, Kind of various legislator, legislative actions that have gotten us to this point. You had CARES Act, which was you, you know, in a very brief nutshell, you can't be evicted period. You can't be evicted. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't be evicted. 
Um, that ended. There's modifications depending on types of um, loans that you have. Um, really, all of this true, what we're in the middle of rental assistance, really picked up around March um, through local county programs as well as the state program. Okay. So, can you kind of describe what the process was like for CMC to get in, you know, I mean, everybody had to do it. Like, what was, I mean, to be able to obtain these ERAP funds mm-hmm. for rent, like, what is the process? How does, how did the landlord have to get set up? Can you explain a little bit of it? Yeah, most of the time what happens is we get an invitation as a landlord. So the tenant has researched, the tenant goes in and applies, says, this email, this person is my landlord, they have applied for rental assistance, we need you to submit your information. One, because there's so much fraud, where you know, people are in desperate times where there's a lot of fraud going around, so making sure the funds go to the right place, and then making sure that they are legitimately resident. You have to show a lease, you have to show a ledger, you know, you're not claiming that you pay $2,500 in rent when you only pay 800, that kind of thing. So we do invitations, um, responding to invitations. We have to, um, submit a separate application a lot of times. Our information, remittance addresses, um, documentation you would put on like a W-9, and that gets sent off to the program. And a lot of times the tenant's application and the landlord application has to be matched by everything basically matching. Then all the tenant stuff gets approved, and then most of the time the check will be written from the program directly to us. I get to call and say, hey, your check came in today, awesome. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, we're well over 200 residents through eight programs right now um, across the state. Like eight different programs, like besides yeah. ERAP? Yeah, They're, okay. each wow. county basically has their own ERAP. So emergency rental assistance is ERAP. Um, it's all federally funded. And then you've also got um, Our Florida, which is the state federal program. They're all separate applications. They all have their same, quali- or they all have um, different qualifications different um, processes, different landlord requirements, all of that, but it's all funded from the same place. So it makes it confusing and hard to track. It takes a lot to try to track all of that. And we just have properties all across the state, so various counties mean different programs with all of those counties. Yeah, was this like just a whole bunch of extra work that got piled onto the landlords? Pretty much. Um, I mean, we were we were really busy before. Um, was the perspective like, oh, this is like relief because we know that we're gonna get our rent? <laughs> or was it like, oh man, like this is gonna be so much headache for us to keep track of? And- it's, it's different because you're, you know, when you first get a new invitation, at this point we've had them all, so you see new, a new invitation come in and it's, oh, that's for this program, we're good to go. But trying to figure out what is actually required of the landlord for each program, some of them you um, you have to have like a 45-day moratorium. Once you accept funds, you can't evict for 45 days. Some, the way that they're written is not actually what they mean. They're just, the instructions are written poorly. So trying to sort through all of that, um, I would say about 80% of what I do on a daily basis is rental assistance. And there's a lot more than 20% still left over to do. But with all of these programs and all of the residents, it is very time consuming, trying to make sure that everything stays straight. 
And I mean, how is all of this tracked? Is it through some sort of portal that was set up for you guys? Like each I mean, application has their own portal. Um, how often that's updated and the accuracy of the information on there is one thing. And that's hard from a resident side as the resident will call and say, hey, I'm approved, where's my money? I'm like, well, I see you're still like pending. I mean, we've got three more steps before I actually get money in my hand. And that process is hard to explain because they're like, oh, it looks like I'm approved, but you're not actually approved yet. So that's hard, but each application has their own portal and then it's gotten to be such a point we're really tracking it at the corporate office of the date you applied, what kind of communication we've had, what your case manager's name is if we've had that, how much money you've gotten, the time period that it's covering, have you applied for multiple programs, have you, um, have you been denied? Yes and no, yes and no. You can't, because they're all funded from the same place, you can't accept funds for the same time frame. So if you get approved through Alachua ERAP for August, September, October, you also apply for Our Florida, you're trying to see whichever one approves you first, and Our Florida says, okay, I'm gonna pay October, November, December, you can't take that October check. That's like massive federal violation. Like someone's potentially like going to jail, paying fines, like big stuff. Okay. So that's what we're having to monitor. These programs take quite a bit of time to get approved, working through all the processes. You're trying to apply for whatever you're gonna qualify for, great, absolutely, apply for whatever, whichever one is gonna give you the best chance. But you can't show up and hand me two checks and I take them. They're very specific on what they say. From two different programs. You mean. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're very specific. You'll get a disbursement schedule and it's gonna say, you know, I'm paying $500 for August, I'm paying $500 for September. And if those funds don't go there, that'll be, that'll be big. So is it like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to picture this from the business side mm -hmm. of it. Like I'm a landlord, mm -hmm. I have an open invoice for a tenant mm -hmm. and then money comes in. Mm -hmm. I know that it is for said tenant and I apply it to their invoice. Basically, <laughs> basically there's some, um, you know, you'll, if they haven't paid rent, most of the time there will be a late fee. There may be utility charges, there may be um, renter's insurance charges extra charges from your quote unquote base rent. And a lot of times these programs are only gonna pay your base rent. So if you've got $100 in say, you know a lot of times with the student properties close to campus, you have utility overages. They're not paying utility overages. So that gotcha. money can't go towards your utility overages. It can only go towards rent. You still have to pay your utility overages and you really have to make sure that that money goes to the right place. I thought I read where it said it could be applied to utilities. Is so it? there is part of um, like Alachua ERAP and our Florida is paying like GRU or Duke Energy. And so that would be, you know, I get a bill in the mail and I'm paying my $200 electric bill. There's sometimes in a lease where, you know, yes, they do that for their electric, but it's one meter for the whole property. Hmm. And so you're billed $25 in water beginning of every month, that part's not necessarily covered. And that gets really confusing because you're trying to explain that to someone and they're like, no, it says it's gonna cover my utilities. Well, I mean, that's up to <laughs> the, the headache. <laughs> that's, that's up to the program. Oh, All yeah. I can say is here is your lease. This is what's included. The program decides what they're gonna pay. And that, that's, that's part of it too, is I'm, I just, I'm, I submit a lease and a ledger. This is what you've been billed. This is what your lease says. The has, program has to decide. Has there been a situation where somebody is, they've applied, mm -hmm. 
and they're waiting for this money to come in, but there's an open rent invoice and they get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to have to have late fees because they haven't paid their rent because they're still waiting for it to come in. Like, have those scenarios presented themselves? Yes. So and are the tenants still responsible for the late fees or like, how does it normally work? Yes and no. Um, a lot of times a landlord provision of the program is once you accept funds, whatever month they're paying for, you have to waive the late fees. So it may be billed, but then once you receive the funds, you have to credit it back off. Okay. Um, not every program has that stipulation. Um, we've kind of done that across the board just because there's so many programs. And how do I say with that one program, I'm not waiving them, but these I am. So we've been waiving them and just, you know, keeping track of it on our side. But and it, I mean, it can take several weeks to it could be months before there's an approval. We don't know we're getting funds until you're approved. So if you're sitting here and you haven't paid rent for two months, there's gonna be late fees. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, at some point, you're gonna get approved and we can waive those when we get funds, but the late fees are a part of your lease. Has the process been pretty quick? I mean, because for the PPP stuff on the business side, mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like once I applied, like the waiting period, I mean, <laughs> given the circumstances, I mean, it could have been faster, mm -hmm. but it could have been a lot longer, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I say, I think given the circumstances of the fact that we were all going through this thing and they were getting thousands and thousands and thousands of applications all at one time, for us, like we got our funds, I would say pretty quickly, faster than I was kind of expecting, uh, based on what I know about government and mm -hmm. things, they, you know, just red tape, things taking a long time. It felt like the money came pretty quick. Uh, I mean, has that been the same experience for you guys? I don't or know that I would say quick. Okay. Um, like there, how long would it normally take? If, if, I, if I applied for this and it gets awarded, like how long before the money gets sent to you? I would say if you did everything you needed to, as soon as it was asked of you, the fastest we would probably get money is probably six weeks. Okay. You're looking more in the two to three month mark. Um, Follow-ups, special approvals, someone writing a check, check coming through the mail. I mean, we all know how the mail is these days. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get checks and they're dated three weeks before. It's just... From these programs? Mm -hmm. They're not doing like electronic deposits or direct I mean, deposits? Some or? of the programs are. Um, okay. But we're, we're a fee management company, so we, we manage on behalf of the owner. So it's not gotcha. contemporary management owning all of these properties, each owner has it, each owner has their own accounts, et cetera, et cetera. So that adds to trying to keep everything separate and trying to make sure everything is equal and steady across the board to not get everything mixed up. <laughs> so yeah. multiple checks coming in for multiple properties and multiple programs, it gets a little sticky. Trying yeah. to figure out which one is paying which. Wait, didn't you get a check last week? wait, you did, hang on, I have to call the program and make sure this, you know, you're getting paid as of November 25th. Did they pay November 25th? And it's not necessarily on those dates. It happened, I had one today where it was like that, but it's trying to keep all of it separate is a lot. Yeah. I was gonna say, Sam, you're a rock star. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like listening to this and I'm like thinking about the amount of headache and I'm like, oh my gosh, from the admin side, this would literally torture me. I like <laughs> I paperwork. Do you? I, like I, I like paperwork. Just... Um, it's a really big Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> a really big spreadsheet. Oh, uh, man. What uh. I'm hearing her talk about that blows my mind is the fact that 
you are working with multiple properties and you are working with multiple ERPs. So I mm-hmm. know about two ERPs. We mm-hmm. have the state of Florida, which is our Florida, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and we have a Latchway ERP, which is the program that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And you are correct, because I've talked to both mm-hmm. uh, in terms of information, and it was said to me that our Florida is provided to counties that did not receive their own monies. Mm. So with that, each program, again, this is through my research, mm-hmm. uh, each program created sort of their own application mm-hmm. based off from the U.S. Department of Treasury website. Here's what we're providing you. Here's what we'd like you to have. Mm-hmm. And, and the county or the state has has done that information. But the, the piece where you said we have them across the state of Florida mm-hmm. where I'm just looking at a very narrow-minded, you know, as an individual, my, my ERAP funds went directly to my landlord mm-hmm. and that landlord received it it didn't go to corporate it mm-hmm. went to each individual and i'm not sure how that worked with mm-hmm. with their other communities however it was very it's an, very interesting for you to hear that perspective mm-hmm. in terms of you're you're receiving monies from all across the state of florida into your corporate office mm-hmm. so each community that you have in the state of florida or anywhere mm-hmm. not re- d- doesn't directly receive that check no so and i mean you could set it up that way but because there's so much going on and I mean, there's so much going on on site these days, it's just easier for one or two people to really be able to maintain it and keep all of it straight. Because there's so, there's so many variables. So then the educational piece then, mm-hmm. with all of the housing of the, the, the funding piece, mm-hmm. the disbursements, the compliance, the continuity mm-hmm. of that money going to one person, that's, that's excellent is what I would say. And, and, but the piece of educating your property. So let's just say Alachua County mm-hmm. in terms of Alachua County. And this was Alachua County ERAP. The funds, as you noted, came from the Department of Treasury. Mm-hmm. Same funds. How did, how did you teach? How, how did CMC provide program insight to people that were coming in as residents, as new tenants, mm-hmm. as well as the overall tenants that you currently had? and they lost their jobs or were in a predicament where they said, I'm gonna to have to move out and maybe you introduce the program. So there's probably many ways that they understood Alachua ERP, say. So it's really um, a lot of just, you know, we have a texting system. So we're able to send out text messages, emails, posting to the doors. Hey, this is available. Here are the links, take a look if you need it. Um, every time when we go to post um, three-day notice or 30-day notices. So you, in our case, you have until the first and the third to pay rent. On the fourth, you get a late fee. The legal notice is posted, hey, you didn't pay rent. You owe this balance. You have three days or 30 days to um, to pay it. And that's based on CARES Act and loans. And that's a whole other beast that we're in with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, sending out, hey, reminder, fees are available. And encouraging the relationship of the tenant to the landlord, hey, I'm having trouble. This is what's going on. This is my situation. And the landlord being able to say, this is out here. You know, even before COVID, you had Catholic Charities, you had Red Cross, you had options, but there's so much money being given out now that if someone comes in and says, hey, I'm having trouble, you can send it. Whether or not you qualify or you'll be approved, that's one thing, but you have that option to be able to hand someone that's a nice feeling. There's someone who just sits there and collects money all day. Someone's come in and says that they're having a hard time. 
it's a nice solution. Yeah. So, I mean, why don't we use that as an opportunity to kind of shift into like what you've been going through with this carry, right? Because I know it hasn't been uh, as great of an experience, you know, for you. And I, I don't want to say it's a great experience for, for Sarah. It sounds like a lot of admin and she's a superhero <laughs> over there. But uh, but it sounds like it's probably a little bit better than what you've been going through. So why don't you kind of just share your story, your perspective of the program and and some of the trouble that you've been going through. So as as we all know, I, I'm an Electoral County resident and I was unemployed starting in January of 2021 um, based on COVID and during this process, I, I want to say it, I was on, on unemployment and receiving some of the, the COVID funds, which allowed me to pay my rent on time all the time. And I had received this postcard in the mail, and it was from Alachua County ERP. And I thought to myself, how did they, how did I get this? You know, but it's got my name on it, so it didn't just say local neighbor. You know, how mm-hmm. will, you'll get those those spam mail. And I received this card, and I thought. Oh, this is a gift. I wonder where this is coming from. And I, and I believe I received it around March. And it could have been because, again, I was spurred by whether it be the state of Florida, Alachua County, as an unemployed person. But you hadn't been late on rent at I had point. not been late on rent. I have been a resident at my, my um, apartment complex for five years and over five months now. Never been late. And I was... And real quick, just so our audience knows, like we're not gonna like throw them under the bus. Like we're not gonna, you know. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I wonder what a com- what complex it is. <laughs> like that's the natural tendency of an, somebody who's listening to this. Big, oh, I wonder what complex it is. Right. I mean, our intention is not to like, you know, throw them under the bus or hurt them in any way. It's just more yeah. of like sharing your story and figuring out what possible solutions that could come from something like this. Correct. Right? It, you know, for me, it's all about advocacy. When when any individual gets into an, an issue, how can we use our uh, what we face in life to help one other person right. mm-hmm. or to help educate or how can we bring information back to some of these programs to the federal government to the United States Department of Treasury where you know they 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 say hey here's all the money but because the they, intent is good correct. the intent, the intent how, is like we want to help people who are in a right. very stressful situation that yes. was out of their control because of a pandemic that mm-hmm. literally nobody knew was ever going to happen and surprised everybody right and correct so, the intent is good. It's just whether or not like how, how could have been organized yes, how was it followed up? How, right. how are people learning about it? How where is the teaching behind it? Where's the where's the advocacy and the education behind it? Because mm-hmm. you know, as I as I listen to Sam, I think to myself, hmm, are people applying just so they don't have to pay rent for a little while right. and get away That's... with it? And that was one of my concerns when I when I have thought through this. Mm-hmm. Why you know with what ha- well, has you have to prove they got unemployed or something, right? Correct. Like, okay, so, so from from a tenant standpoint, I received my postcard and I, I waited and waited and waited. And what was happening is uh, on the, the sixth month, uh, it was June, and I looked at this postcard again and I called the number. And I said, this is who I am. Out this, of a feeling uh, of desperation? It, it was or? a feeling of de- desperation because I hadn't found a job yet. I was trying to get back into my, my research administration and it was taking a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was I thought to myself, I can borrow some money from a friend or I can use this advocacy piece and, and utilize this card and just see where I'm at because I know nothing about this. And I had, you know, again, I had some food stamps. I had some some medications being paid for by uh, advocacy groups and healthcare coming from Alachua County Social Services. So there were some different programs that I was already enlisted in, but I thought to myself, 
this is a lot of money to ask somebody else to help me pay for my rent. I mean, that's that's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. not a copay. It's not fifty dollars. No, and it's not, and I can easily pay this back to them. And so, so I thought to myself, I called I called a couple of my close friends and I said, I'm just going to apply. This is what I'm going to do, and we can see. And I did when I spoke to them, and that was the key for me. I spoke to the representative for Alachua County, and it's called Support ERP, mm-hmm. and they. They talked to me about the program. They 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 said what it was. They they initiated, you know, sort of the money piece of it. Where where did I have to stand as a person that was underemployed or unemployed, and what was what was the the income that I needed to be? And so as they were talking about all these things, I thought, well, I meet all those because this is what I make. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and forty-seven dollars is what I bring home a week after they take out the taxes for my unemployment. I thought I can I can do this, and so I applied. And I will be, uh, what, how, how I did my application was the card, made the call, and then I immediately contacted my landlord by email, and I said, I am applying for uh, these uh, emergency rental assistance program, and I will need a copy of my lease. I need a PDF copy of my lease mm-hmm. so that I can upload this. And my landlord said, you know, thank you so much for contacting us and keeping us in the loop. We appreciate that. Here is your lease, and this is how the program will go. And she uh, continued to explain to me, uh, once you have applied, we'll need to uh, upload a three-day notice mm-hmm. that we'll be providing to you because that's a part of the program. Along with a part of the program, we'll have to put it together, as Sam said, some of the administrative pieces, the W-9, uh, mm-hmm. the, my my what I was late on, what was going to be my first rent. And So it sounded like they were well-educated on the program at this point, or no? I don't know if they were well-educated, but they were very cordial about okay. what they were doing um, because I you don't really know it's it nobody really knows what people are getting to help them help themselves mm-hmm. i think that's a pride thing and i think it's a it's embarrassment to say to somebody oh i'm, I'm gonna ask for some government help um right i know that this was a different situation but at the same time i also thought to myself i have friends that i can ask for some money but this was a big a lot this was a lot of money like ppp how are you going to keep up in a business mm-hmm. um and so for me they were they were just kind and walking me sort of through the process from what they had done because what I had generated from the conversation through the email is that there was already a tenant on the campus at where I lived that was getting this Mm -hmm. and so that was sort of my indication and so from there, that was on 629, we moved into 7-3, I got my little letter, and with that, with the letter, the, the three-day notice, was the information sheet that, that shared with you, just like what you were talking about, providing uh, uh, the advocacy purpose of, there is funding out there for you, here's where you can go to the website. And the, uh, the website, the form that they gave me, was the website to the U.S. Department of Treasury, it's the Consumer Finance uh, Bureau mm-hmm. uh, program website, and it really went through the process of what ERAP was. That's where I kind of familiarized myself with it. So by, by that time, uh, to shorten it all up on, on 7-6, uh, she had stated by an email, and again, we had conversed all by email, never mm-hmm. in person, uh, to say that this is the process, this is what I've done. And, and like you had said, either the tenant can apply or the landlord can apply. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of confusion when that came. So I had already applied and they had gotten a notification, but then they the landlord had gone in and they sort of reapplied, which then Is that gave, the invitation part you're talking about? Invitation. Or, no, or is the invitation be, coming from the- It's not always clear with each program what you need to do. 
you can accidentally like really <laughs> easily send a new invitation to a resident and then there's duplicates. It's mm. a really easy thing to do. Okay. Um, you contact the program and say, hey, I already have this. This is my landlord ID. And then they send an email. Hey, they, we've linked it. You can go do your part now. And that's exactly what, what I found. Uh, she had noted, and she kept me on all the emails as well as the support system. The, mm-hmm. for, for me, again, this is the Alachua County ERP. The support ERP then is emailing both the tenant and the landlord at the same time. So we're getting this multiple email communication line as if we're on a three-way call to make sure that everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. And um, they said just what you just said. They already have they already have a vendor application, They're, they only have one, and then we're gonna be connecting you as a tenant up with them. And so you can kind of see, as as Sam noted, there's a portal system. It's called the Neighborly Software. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the same thing with our Florida, but ERAP here in Alachua County, it's it's just a big platform. It's almost like a little bank account. Mm-hmm. That you're, you look in there, your application is in there. You can't see the landlord pieces except for uh, some of the things that I've uploaded. They had to denote how much my rent was and you know my rental arrears. And so for me, uh, at the time in which I applied, I wasn't in arrears yet, but I was going to become uh, July. So that was be- gonna be my first rent that I had not paid yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's where one of the problems, if we can go off to the side a little bit, that I feel is causes a little bit of a problem and maybe some bumps in the road in that you have to be in their arrears most of the time before you apply. What is that, what are you talking about? Arrears you, means that- oh. You owe a balance. That you owe a balance. Okay. You can't have a zero dollar balance. Yeah. So, and they, they notify you that have you paid your rent? Have you paid your utilities? Have you paid your phone? Because if you have, this this application will stop right now. And uh, they're very, very informative about that. So the, the little bit of hiccup for me as a tenant, we processed uh, the utility piece as mm-hmm. well as the... Uh, I think it was the internet piece. Mm-hmm. And they said, can you send us a bill? And so when I sent the bill, they were like, oh, you're up to date. Yes, I'm up to date. I'm up to date on both those things because I'm applying for jobs. I have to be up to date with my internet. And so they said, oh, well, we can't pay for that. You have to be late. Mm-hmm. Which again, if you're late, they shut it off, right? <laughs> and so it was. It's that part is very confusing. So, so they dropped that piece off. you have to be late on rent? Yes. In order to get the program, is that correct? That was my interpretation. I think it depends okay. on different qualification circumstances. Okay. As a whole, yes, you have to you have to owe, um, I mean, if you're paying your rent every month, why does that show that you need rental assistance? Yes, you can absolutely be struggling and literally pennies trying to make that payment, but to them looking at a looking at an account ledger, you're paying everything, Right. you're not right. struggling. So they see that, okay, the account's negative, this person needs help, I'm gonna send money. They, they send the money for the rent, but it sounds like there's the possibility for late fees, <laughs> or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was that your kid? Did you have late fees? And... So I do, uh, I do have late fees. Yeah, where did, did this whole thing fees. start to melt for you, Carrie? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I know we're getting there. Like, I just want to know yes. where did this, where did this shift? To? So again, the process went really great. You know, five or six emails on seven seven, stating that the whole process was done, and and a final email that said, "Oh, thank goodness that uh, the the kid, the internet has worked for us, and we've gotten this all together." Because really, it was about. They had a vendor application, I did a tenant, and they had to combine them. Mm-hmm. So she said, oh, we, we got it all together. And in ERAP support system really did that. And she says, all we have to do is wait now. This is what happened with our, our 
tenant currently, and this is approximately how much we have to wait. So I hope this gives a little less stress on you. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. And on uh, the the month of that I applied, which was July, uh, well, June 22nd when I applied, it was the 17th of July. So now we're 17 days into me not paying rent. I received an email from the landlord and they asked whether or not I'd heard anything or if I had done anything wrong. And so I immediately sent an email out thinking to myself, ooh, did I forget something? Mm-hmm. And you, you just, it's just a constant communication. It's all about communication is the key and you keep everybody in the loop. And that's when the ERAC support says, you're under secondary review, this is where we're at and this is what you will potentially be approved for. I personally was approved for six months of rent and it was July through December. What's the most they can get? Um, I have heard from our county that uh, somebody getting 20 months of rent. Okay. 20 have you months had anybody get that long? So. Alachua ERAP's really been, we've been going since mid-March. Um, I've had a resident since mid-March still receiving funds. Um, Is that of 2020? Or 2021? Sorry, 2021. Okay. 2021. Okay. Um, I've seen several still from this year who are approved several months into next year. Okay. Um, a lot of times you have to do like a reapproval, reapplication mm-hmm. kind of thing to extend your funds. So six months is probably pretty average. Yes, and they from the uh, funding announcement, you do get recertified every mm-hmm. three months through the Alachua ERAP, and and it is based, which I was very surprised at. It's based on three months from the date in which the landlord received the check. So I was like, well, that's interesting because I'll be in my fifth month before I get recertified. I'm already back to work because I really started to uh, get worried mm-hmm. on a compliance side. Well, I'm back to work now. Why am I still getting this funding? Because with food stamps, if you don't immediately contact them, you're now owing them. Mm-hmm. And that is a very sticky situation. And with that, the ERAP is considered um, not only support, but income. It's considered income to the the participant. So I have to put this on my, my tax forms mm-hmm. and possibly get some form of a, a tax put on it. So for me, the 17th, we, we discussed it and it was, and she said, no problem. My owners will want to know what's going on, but I don't, you know, when the money comes, the money comes. And so uh, on August 2nd, I received another email uh, from my landlord just kind of questioning me again. You know, is everything good? Are we good to go? I see in here that you're still under secondary review, but now I see that it's pending payment July, and again, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if this is how you see it, but July through uh, December, and then it has this like cool little pie, and it shows you exactly when the payments are gonna go out and exactly how much the payment is, and it is full rent. So for the ERP program that I know in Alachua County, my full rent was paid in full. Yes, so every month, starting on the fourth, I was generated a late fee and then there's uh, multiple late fees thereafter. So each month that I've been late on for the for the money not coming in, it was $125 a month late fees uh, on my account. Um, where it went south for me um, was once I was awarded, um, I had a knock on my door and I was served by the sheriff and was served a five day eviction notice. So that's where for me the ERAP program went downhill and I thought to myself I should have borrowed the money. Okay, so where did yeah, so where did this miscommunication like like how how was that even possible? That's that is the, the that is the ultimate question that 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 I don't know and I've done Because I mean, I'm sure you were able to say what are you talking about like 
the money is pending or it's in I did. its second, I, I, so second when, approval when or whatever, whatever. It was kind have. of a funny comical story, but as the as the sheriff knocked on my door and they back all the way up because, you know, we're still in the middle of COVID and he backs all the way up and he's like, are you Carrie Sadis? And I said, yes, I'm Carrie Sadis. He goes, well, you have officially been served. And of course I am now so embarrassed. It's now I go, oh, somebody knows in the world that I just got some federal funds and need to pay my rent. And he starts looking around and like I said, this was comical and he says, wow, you got some really nice plants here. He goes, is that a pineapple plant? I have a pineapple plant. He goes, it's gonna take you a lot longer to move out of your place than five days. Oh my gosh. And I said, sir, I am not sure what has happened here, but my name is Carrie and my last name is Sadis. My middle name is Compliance and I'm telling you, I dotted all my I's and I crossed all my T's and I have been in contact with everybody. I'm telling you, you will not hear from me again. You will never be at my house. You will not be moving me out. And I, and I, and I left him and I shut the door and I went into tears and I immediately called corporate. Our, so there is both a landlord and then there's a property property manager and the property manager was considered corporate for me and I contacted them and and I received a, you know the kind voice of, of somebody that I've, I've I've known because of my living situation and um, we sort of talked through it and she says well of course I knew that you applied for this but where is the money and I said well I'm looking at the the platform the neighborly software that I know that you know the the office has and I have and I'm I'm awarded and I said I just contacted the REP support system they're sending us an email that says I'm awarded mm-hmm. I I am not sure what's happening so who do who do I need to talk to to figure this out because we've got to do something about this and um, that's pretty much where everything went sour and it so did, was so did it get cleared up or? it did not get cleared up so that day um, I had to answer my own serve because I was worried. It says, you owe July rent and you've got to give it to the clerk of court and you have to put it in the, in the fund and this is what you're gonna have to do. And I thought to myself, well, if I do that, then I'm gonna lose my ERAP. And I just got a word of my ERAP, so how am I gonna do this? So I called the lawyer that was on the serve uh, who, who my landlord had hired to do this. I called corporate already. I'd sent out an email to all parties, including the landlord, including the corporate, including the, mm-hmm. the, the lawyer, um, and, and, and did all this. And within four hours, I had gone to the clerk of court, I had gone to the lawyer's office, and I had, everybody has been now reserved by my answer of why I don't need to pay. Mm-hmm. I kind of sat back crying, but I thought, I've got this. It's okay. It's okay. Crickets. I'm still getting crickets. I'm not getting anything. How long has it been? So as of today, um, I was served on August 10th. We okay. have yet to be in front of the judge, uh, and we're coming up on, what, four months? Wow. So I feel like I've been under the longest five-day eviction of so my life. So you didn't life. leave. I didn't leave. <laughs> um, like, I, 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 stayed. I, I feel that this is the part of why I... I, I I enjoy what I do as a living because I did a lot of research and I do I did the advocacy and I thought to myself, how many people, my best friend says to me when I called her crying, she goes, oh, well, I would have played the clerk of court and moved in with my mother. Well, my mother doesn't live around here so I can't move in with her and I said, if I pay this, then I lose, the whole entire process that we've been waiting so patiently mm-hmm. for is just now crumbled. And now what do I do? And she goes, well, this is what I would do, but I know what you're gonna do. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna stand strong. And I said, well, I have to stand strong. I mean, that's the meaning of the ERAP. The you know emergency rental assistance program, I was out of work for eight months. 
this is this is the, the the path that I've chosen, and now I need to see it through. Mm-hmm. And so, so you have, you still have access to this portal thing, right? Yes. So have the has the money been funded to the landlord? The, the money was funded. It was it was by my email when they said I was awarded, and all parties received this. They the funding the support system said you'll the check will be going out in a week and a half and what i remembered is that it's directly deposited into the landlord account either that or it's a check going to be and so you know that that has been done so that was all done uh i i went through the process of public records and asked for the voucher the the board of county commissioners to see that the checks were provided to my landlord. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lump sum for July, August, September that they were paid. And so in a way, you're paid in the arrears late, mm-hmm. you get August a little few days late, and then you were early on September. So with that being said, uh, and then from thereafter, on the 18th of every month, that check was gonna go out. So I thought, wow, they're getting paid faster than what I would pay them, because I would pay them on the 4th. <laughs> so with that being said, every check went out, including uh, the November check, and once this all happened and there was no resolution and I had to hire a lawyer to help protect myself because I had exceeded every uh, opportunity possible to speak to even the owner of, of the complex. Mm-hmm. And I, I again, got crickets. And so I thought, well, if we're not, if you guys aren't gonna you know, help me help you help all of this and you're holding the money, um, I, I've got to do some additional things. So and, do you have any idea? I mean, we have to wrap up in a couple minutes. So yeah. do you have any idea what's going to happen at this point? Um, at this point, the judge has to decide my fate. Okay. Do I get to stay? Uh, because they had uh, received the funds. But at this time, uh, the landlord where I live, they, they have sent all the money back to the EAP program. So. <laughs> so I'm still in a little bit of a, um, conundrum, I would say, that my money is now back with the ERP. The ERP emailed so me and sent said- the money back. back. So they received all the money, they received all five Why months. would they do that? I mean, the, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, it just doesn't make any sense And I me. guess that's why, you know, one of the reasons why I turned to, to CMC and Sam and say, is it because, you know, what what would be a reason why a landlord wouldn't want to take these funds. Yeah, is there any is there, is there any, any scenario? Is there any that scenario would... like yeah? So obviously, I don't know all the specifics to Correct. your program, right. to your to your situation, what went on before your summons was served. Um, the general answer is technically a landlord is not under an obligation to participate. Should you? Does it look good when you participate? Is it helpful to the resident? Is it good if you go in front of a judge and you have an issue? Yes, they're they're funds as a general point. Yes, it it's you would want to accept them. At some point, you know, especially in fee management, you answer to the owner. You get to a point where the owner's like, I can't sit here on this any longer. Mm. It's you know, someone has to pay the bills too we're sympathetic, but yes, someone has to pay the bills. And, you know, it may get to be where you're you're at the end of the lease and someone's like, you know, say your lease ended today and they're like, I'm not moving out. Well, you can't get funds when you don't have a lease. And if you owe, I can't renew you. So now we're really stuck. So you would, you know, you might get an eviction as a holdover, but I can't take funds because you're not on a lease. They can't pay funds because you're not on a lease and you're stuck in this circle. It Mm. could be there was... um, So I wonder if the disconnect is between the management company and the landlord or the the owner. 
It could be. Like, yeah, could, the, could the disconnect be there? Because I mean, it's. I mean, just hearing what Sam just said to me, it sounds like the person that you were communicating with was very much going through the process. Right? It, it wasn't like we don't want to participate in this program because they were. Going through the tenant, going correct. through the process and and helping and participating, it sounded like to me. Um, so maybe maybe that's where the disconnect yeah. is. And uh, you are bound to certain restrictions when you accept these funds. By accepting funds, you know, especially with a Latchua ERAP, I mean, that affects a lot of different things and how your lease would continue. How. Um, you know, how, how that payment is made to your outstanding balance. There are a lot of stipulations. I mean, we have folders and folders of mm. landlord guidelines just making sure everything stays straight. And so that could be, a, there could be another underlying, not that that helps you, but there right. could be another underlying issue of, we can't accept the funds because this is what's going on and this will affect this. And then it becomes this domino effect that puts you in a really bad situation, but that that could be what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I had just re-signed my lease. I was in a brand new lease and I'm not will not be my lease will not be up until May 2022. Mm. So I even thought to myself, well, the longer we go on with this, the longer I'll be in I mean it's here. interesting. We really don't know. Maybe find no. out like in No, and, and I, I think for but. the end all be all uh regardless of win or lose, stay or go, um for me it's 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 really about um how can the education piece be seen and how can tenants understand better uh, what what may, like could they have an eviction placed on them and then how will that eviction affect them in their future? So for me, whether I stay or go, I, I was con- going to be going in May because I needed mm-hmm. a two bedroom. I work from home now and I would like two bedroom. But the, the for me is this eviction is now on, on, on my, could potentially be on my record mm-hmm. and it's going to follow me and how will my landlord then say to the next place say if I wanted to go rent for some CNC and they say well we don't we we evicted her and so now I have to prove not only to a mortgage company if I'm buying a house why mm-hmm. why is there an eviction again yeah, hopefully like if I win but what I'm reading is that even if effects. you win the case that eviction still shows up and you have to prove your 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 background well or, I, or I hope that everything works out for you. I know it sounds, I mean, it sounds like a real headache. Um, sounds like a headache for both Honestly, it, honestly <laughs> it does sound like a headache from both. I was yes. say, it's like, it definitely sounds like a headache from both standpoints. But again, like I know that the intent of the program is there is there to help. It just sounds like there needs to be a lot of organization yes. uh, when it comes to it to ensure that it's beneficial for tenants and for landlords Correct. who aren't going to get screwed out of money because people can't pay their rent. And I think communication is the key. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm really happy to hear that CMC has been so um, ad, an advocate for their tenants and for themselves. Let us help you mm-hmm. and you help us. Yeah, that um, was the that was what I kind of heard through the grapevine was that CMC was like the rock stars of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like... Maybe it's just through a lot of experience or doing plenty, plenty of them in a very short period of time. You know, you start getting all that knowledge. But uh, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to kind of bring in that perspective because that was one thing I want. I was like, I want to really understand, you know, how a landlord is is perceiving mm-hmm. this. Um, and and to be very clear again, like CMC is not Carrie's landlord. <laughs> so if if they were, they it'd probably be a lot smoother. It sounds like. Uh, so you know, just want to be very clear there. But I guess you know. I'll leave it with this and maybe the same question for each of you guys and let's maybe take one minute max on it. 
you know, how should, if somebody is considering, you know, they're, they're in that hard place, they're considering, you know, that, Hey, like maybe I should do this, maybe like apply for these funds and get this help could desperately use it. Like how should they based off your experiences, like educate themselves and, and, and prepare to go after it? Um, I would say talking to your landlord one, um, it's Alachua ERAP, so Emergency Rental Assistance Program. Um, it's on the county website. You could, there's actually our Florida and Alachua County on the same on the website I've seen. Um, I would also like to say they are legitimate programs. We are getting funds. We've been getting funds for months. I've talked to a lot of people recently, and they're like, it sounds like a scam. It's They're legitimate programs. It's federal funds. It's really out there. Um, and I mean, it's money that's sitting there waiting to be used. I know Alachua was just funded a, another month ago. It, there is money out there to be used. If you need it, go apply for it. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. And for me, my I, I guess it would be education, educating yourself as well as the communication with your landlord or your property manager, whoever it is, because mm-hmm. we could have an individual mm-hmm. landlord. And just everybody be on the same page because the key is, is that if you don't meet the criteria, you will never get the money. Mm-hmm. And what I have heard is that from, and what I've read is that the ERP one compared to the ERP two, that's narrowed down to how much you can, how much you needed to earn to actually be approved for it. So um, it's really that median, that income. So if it's an individual compared to a family, uh, not two people can apply, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So first okay. and foremost, talk. I mean, just have that communication line. And it is, it's a, it's a hard thing to have because it's, it is a pride thing. I mean, we, nobody wants to say that they need help. Right. Um, but, but certainly for, uh, from a standpoint of me, I'm an individual that could probably just jump into somebody else's, you know, my car or live in the car or do, do different things. But for a family or people with children or, an, you know, an individual with children, I don't want to see anybody have to um, understand what it's like to be on the outside when they could be really well educated. And, and I think that's the key of, of bringing these programs to light and seeing how the county can help, even if we're knocking on doors or helping people fill mm-hmm. out these applications or seeing if there's a different program that they will meet. Right. So how can we connect all the dots for people? Uh, because not everybody has the time to research and, right. and do this. And the landlords don't have the time to do that all that background work for them either. I mean, it really yeah. is a combined effort. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show. Before we wrap, I definitely want to give Sam the opportunity to plug CMC. Like, where if somebody wanted to find out more information about you guys and the different properties that you represent, like, where's the best place for them to go? Absolutely. So CMCAPT.com will give you um, all of the properties. It's throughout Florida: Gainesville, Jacksonville, Tampa, Lakeland. Orlando. Um, we're all over um, awesome. a lot of properties in Gainesville for you to take a look at. Student, conventional, all of it. Great. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie, for uh, sharing that story. I hope everything turns thanks, out Alan. okay. Um, I mean, if somebody from our audience was listening and they had a question, you know, maybe to hear more about your experience, could they reach out to you via email or social media? Like, what would be the best place? Email, for social media, whichever, whichever one. Do you want like to drop your email? Absolutely. So my email is comply, C-O-M-P-L-Y-R-A at gmail.com. And my first and last name for Facebook. Carrie Sadis, you can always send me a, 
uh, message through there too. Awesome. So, thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. And uh, thank you to the team that makes all of this possible, you guys. Mad love to James Leitner, Sarah Lentz, and to our awesome intern team, Trinity, Gianna, and Noah, for all of your hard work. Podcast fam, remember that sponsors actually really make this show possible. Um, we have their links to their websites at whoagnv.com slash sponsors. Definitely go there to get linked to all of the people who have made this possible over the last year. Uh, they are absolutely incredible, and I'm so grateful to them. So definitely support those businesses. And when you do, be sure to say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Give us your best whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we will see you later. Bye. Mm-hmm.